catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. So some 14 years ago in the year 2006, Sonny Okosun under the 51 Lex presents our revolution. That's the title. Sonny Okosun, great legend. Today, all of the things, most of the things he's talked about, just like everyone has said, most of the things that he likes of Fena, Fela and Kulaku Kutsi and most of the musicians from way back, I mean, decades back, 20, 30 years back, most of those things still feel like they're reality now. But hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. And there was never a night or a problem that could actually defeat Sunrise or Hope because it just keeps coming back welcome to tony's tech side i'm here every weekday 9 a.m west african time till midday we'll learn a tech word today we'll dig deep into the rubbles of history to find precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future and then share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting africa to keep you informed you can share your stories with the rest of us on whatsapp yes text or send us a voice note on 0913558 one seven six six add plus two three four if you're texting from outside nigeria so what exactly this week i started this week on a slightly happy note because i had some guests who talked about you know how tech has brought us much more together or not in celebration as we marked the world happiness day on the 20th of march 2023 mm-hmm. and this just came just i think two days yes just a day after the general elections the second part of the general elections in nigeria and nigerians had gone out to vote and elect those who would serve them at the state level governors and those who would serve them in the different houses of assembly at the state level and there were a lot of emotions you know attached to and that came out of this election and just immediately after then someone thought i was mad but you know what i was just asking was all of the emotions all of these things you know that were expressed on social media especially on social media and some were actually in real life too like in reality that so that we don't say you know it just happened on social media because someone like if 90 percent happened on social media some 10 20 percent you know played out in real life now i asked has tech brought us together or has it made us feel much more apart? You can still catch that conversation, yes, on anyway, listen to your podcast, right? Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere. Just type, has tech made us more connected or not? Yeah, I'm moving quickly into the major events globally that's happened yeah just like sonny ukose in his song revolution talks about some people planning to go to the moon and others still dying of hunger well on this day in 1965 millions around the world watched nasa spacecraft ranger 9 crash into the moon like when i say crash well it was more like a controlled crash the united states space Pro broadcasts the live pictures back to the Earth, enabling TV viewers to follow the approach of NASA as it had a controlled crash to the moon. And on this same day in 1896, today, 24th of March, 1896, Alexander Popov, the Russian physicist, transmitted the words Henrich Herz from a building of St. Petersburg University to another achieving the world's first radio transmission so if you can hear us now basically that is where it all started on this day you know the idea of the technology you know to be able to achieve that yeah 
that's when you know the first radio transmission was actually achieved and same day 1882 24th march the german scientist robert Koch discovered the bacterium responsible for tuberculosis he is regarded as the father of modern bacteriology and he won the nobel prize in physiology and medicine in the year 1905 and what's one word i think we should learn today this word has been i don't think it has a properly defined generally acceptable because i think we've we've, just like most of the words recently we've had meanings you know that are attached to these things and more meanings are being shaped you know into the word um to give the word like you know new meanings or new ideas or a sense of meanings yeah so our word today is podcast yes so i I hear people say oh i'm doing a podcast oh we'll catch up my podcast like it's like one of the words of the, you know, this particular decade podcast. Podcast is a type of digital media. It's usually audio that's available in a series of episodes. Remember, series of episodes or parts and is streamed or downloaded by the end user over the internet. That's the listener over the internet. Yeah. Podcasts can be made available via a release schedule or uploaded to the web randomly. Now, the podcast um, was initially conceived by Apple for delivering musical and audio-based content for the iPod. A podcast can be played from the website directly or downloaded as an MP3 or similar format to be played on a computer or compatible mobile device. And you can also just stream it, like listen to it live on the internet and that's it. Typically, podcasts are distributed directly by the producer or the podcaster or are syndicated via a content delivery platform so there's a platform where you can all you know you know drop your content and then they would help you distribute it or they would help you you know put it in the faces or the ears closer to the ears and the eyes of those who need it yeah who would listen to it Mm -hmm. now besides audios podcasts can now deliver other digital media such as video ebooks and radio broadcasting that's why when I say, oh, yeah, catch up, <clears throat> you know, my, you know, this podcast is happening here, you know, Africa Tech Radio website. Yeah, exactly. And podcasts are used for everything, you know, from news to entertainment, to education, to technology, anything at all. If you can think it, you can dream it. So what's the major difference when has asked me between, you know, a regular radio show and a podcast? And I would say one it's that it is readily available anytime on demand that's what podcasts are and radio you know just a time here 9 a.m every day you catch me weekdays exactly well podcast you can catch it anytime right but then most times what we do is we provide these radio shows to be available on demand also after the first live stream that's exactly what we're doing here so later on today in just about 15 minutes we'll be talking about nigeria's election and how or what the youths had to do with it the general elections in 2023 this is just about a week um, after the elections and i hope that emotions have begun to wane and that we're thinking a lot more straight and we can engage a lot more directly and informatively so in 15 minutes i have a group of youths young persons who i'll be chatting with about nigeria's election 37 million registered youth voters did they prove to be a change or maybe just bare numbers no matter what happens never lose hope eddie grant give me hope joanna i really loved the song when i was growing up take a listen stay on tony's tech side guys 
I'm not sure why Tenu Tetila in his song My Car, you know, is so happy that Tinobu hit his car. Tinobu, if you um if you don't know who he is, was as at the time the former governor or the governor of Lagos State in Nigeria. And he has just been recently declared after the February 25th, 2023 elections as the president-elect of Nigeria. I think we need to bring back these oldies. Maybe bring back Tunita Tila. Maybe get some fresh money from that particular car hit that he had. This time, you know when he's saying, my own done better, like, it's good for me now, plenty money. Maybe we may just have, you know, some foreign currency go his way or some very, very big money go his way this time. Well, that song is more like a song, a wailing song, right? That turned to be something really good. But I don't know if this story I'm about to share will also be something good because on the 1st of April, for me, I think it's April Fool, but I don't think Musk is done wowing us. Twitter will begin removing all blue verified badges, the blue tick. And when I say tick, most times, like, my hand just goes to do the the mark, the good mark, yeah? It will remove all blue ticks obtained before the launch of its paid verification system called Twitter Blue. This move will affect accounts that previously had the blue tick status, and these badges will be removed. Twitter has suggested that those who wish to keep their verification status should subscribe to Twitter Blue. I need to ask all my friends who have these blue ticks, you know, what they think about it, about this news. And for those companies also that are getting the golden mark, right, what this is doing for their branding. This service was previously only available in select countries. That's uh, Twitter Blue. But now it is available to users globally. And some people have also said that most of the features that we promised under the Twitter Blue, they're not exactly all there right now, right? The Twitter Blue subscriptions have rolled out globally, but there are several or there are many, not several, but many missing features that were promised. Mm -hmm. So the next important thing, or I say this time, it's not the next important thing, but it's the, the funniest story this week is the story from Kenya and its deputy president trying to take a radical step to reducing alcohol abuse in the country's central region by saying that the country government should only allow one pub per town. But not everyone is actually convinced that this is a good plan. He says that even if they shut down all these bars, we will still drink. That's according to someone else who, you know, you know, like... Who likes to, you know, take beer? They say that alcohol abuse is a big issue in that part of the country. And the deputy president is proposing this as a plan. Now, something that's real and it's original and it's not like it's funny or it's not like, you know, you have to be crying about it or wailing about it. But it's actually a good story. It will be one from Nigeria because we've taken a lot of wailing stories from Nigeria in the last two weeks. So something good where the federal government in Nigeria has announced the installation of pilot phase facial recognition technology at the Abuja and the Lagos airports. Abuja is Nigeria's capital city and Lagos is the economic capital of Nigeria and West Africa as a whole. The Minister of State Budget and National Planning, Clem Agba, you know, said this this week when he hosted a Japanese ambassador to Nigeria because you know the Japanese guys will be actually the ones you know you know you know 
giving this service to Nigeria. And a team from NEC also, NEC Corporation, were on ground to start this. So the next time this happens, why are they doing this? Security, that's the major reason that they cited security. According to them, they're saying that they want to be able to recognize, see and recognize all the persons that pass through the airports of the country. This will start in pilot phases, Lagos and Abuja, and then spread to Portacourt and all other airports in Nigeria in good time. And I'm saying I hope that this can also be piloted at the land borders, not just the you know the airports, because we have more people moving through the land borders than we have more people going through the airports. But then of course, step by step, one step before we move, we have to like walk stand walk you know before we can run and then we can fly let's enjoy this one daddy shuki diana it's it's a song for good cheer and a song for happiness okay so this is still tony's tech side and two more stories before i run off today and these stories are really big one from kenya which is the Employment and Labor Relations Court in Kenya, barring social media giant Meta and its Kenyan outsourcing partner Sama from firing content moderators. The court also prevented uh, Meta from hiring a new outsourcing firm to handle content moderation. Um, so it wasn't just so earlier on, I thought it was just the court stopping Meta from hiring a new outsourcing firm to handle content moderation. But then a deeper dive made me realize that it didn't just stop them from hiring a new outsourcing firm, but stopping them from firing the content moderators they already had. Now, this emergency order prevents Meta and the content moderating partner Sama from firing workers at the, you know, their Nairobi's office. And this is affecting about 260 content moderators who face the sack at the end of the month. The court also barred Meta from hiring you know, the outsourcing firm. And... Sama claims that it followed Kenyan law when it laid off its workers, but the workers have petitioned the court and they say that, you know, they went through mental and psychological higi haggas while they were working for Sama and by extension Meta, which owns Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, they actually want the court to grant, you know, whatever they claim should be paid to them, you know, um, by Meta and by Sama in February. The Employment and Labor Relations Court ruled that it had jurisdiction to hear the 2022 case filed by Daniel Motaung, a former Facebook content moderator, over working conditions at Sama, Facebook's moderation partner. Now, what they usually do is look at videos, look at pictures, and determine if these videos and pictures are actually worth it to go on the platform, any of the platforms by Meta. And if these videos are not worth it, they usually flag down the videos and videos are taken down. And most times they say that the, the kind of videos that they, you know, that go through them or more, they just cannot. And after all of these things, um, they were still fired. And for them, it's a no brainer. In the same breath, the Central Bank of Nigeria wants the NIBSS to serve as an aggregator for bank and fintech APIs. But then banking industry professionals have said that centralizing API access in that settlement system operator is the opposite of open banking. Remember that I announced that Nigeria was first, is still the first country in Africa to you know, announce the start of open banking 
After two years of planning and drafting regulations, Nigeria's central bank announced rules to guide open banking in Africa's largest economy. Um, and this is just about two or three weeks ago from you know when I'm you know talking about this right now in real time. Adopting open banking in Nigeria um, is supposed to help do a couple of things. First, the sharing of customer permission data between banks and third-party firms to enable the building of customer-focused products and services, right? So as I explained the last time, if you're thinking of doing something, right, like you want to, you need to go to school, um, but you don't have the funds for it, but then you can show that for the last, you know, two years or three years, you know, you have paid, you know, the debt you, you, that you've gotten digitally and that you've been good at work. And, you know, you've been a good person all through, you know, just like how they say Santa Claus does. You know, if you've been good, then, you know, you get a gift. Whoever is supposed to offer you a loan, you know, to further your education looks at all of these things. You know, they request for them. And if you give approval, your bank um, or any other institution that has your data would give them this, you know, data. And they would look through it and say, oh, yes, this person can actually get this service, you know. And they would give you that loan and you do whatever you want to do and you come back and then you repay and things like that. And if you need to get a house, if you need anything whatsoever. Now, one of the things it does is these institutions cannot just take your data or use your data and do what like read it and say, oh, yes, let's give this person this. You have to give express permission before your data is shared with any third party. Right now, this is really good. But this move now by the central bank to say that NIBSS will be, you know, where the they would centralize API access, you know, to NIBSS or more. The banking industry professionals have said, no, 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 this is not what we plan. This is not what this is not open banking. Come on. Come on, this is not open banking. Let's review what open banking is. And on this note, you know, um, I would close um, shop for today. You can share your thoughts with us, you know, on WhatsApp, text, send us a voice note, 0913-558-1766. You can add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. Something crossed my mind. And I, you know, this is like my final thoughts as I share with you. Headaches. The brain itself, they say, does not feel pain. So how exactly do we get headaches? So though the brain has billions of neurons, you know, neurons are cells that transmit sensory and other information. It has no pain receptors whatsoever. So the ache from a headache comes from other nerves. Yes, the nerves that are inside the blood vessels in your head and not from your brain. For example, these things are telling your brain that something is wrong. No matter what happens around you, no matter how many headaches you have from all the many things happening in your life, let your hopes, not your hurts, shape your future. And I think it's a mistake to ever look for hope outside of yourself right? I think you should be the reassurance that you need at every point in time that you need to keep hope alive. Tony's Techside returns Monday, 9 a.m. GMT plus 1, 9 a.m. West African time. Don't go anywhere. You can keep wondering like Femi Kuti, but then return. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.